Welcome to Apparently Speaking, the podcast from Northeast Ohio Parent Magazine, with your host, Miriam Connor. Hi, this is Miriam. Welcome to the latest episode of Apparently Speaking, where I'll be talking with award-winning TV anchor Catherine Bosley as she shares her very personal story of digital danger. This episode is sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. So I'm very happy to have Catherine Bosley on the show today. I'm Ohio native and Kent State University graduate. Catherine Bosley is an award-winning TV anchor and reporter, most recently in Cleveland News, where she continues to work on a freelance basis. However, her priority is running her own business, CJB Productions, LLC. Her mission today is made clear in her popular TEDx talk, My Naked Nightmare, A Lesson in Surviving Humiliation. It focuses on helping others navigate and survive in this day of digital danger, as she calls it. She also specializes in online advocacy, is an adjunct professor and author of the forthcoming book, The Bare Facts. So welcome to the Thank show. You. I'm so Thank you. glad pleasure that, to be here. Yeah, I'm, it's my pleasure for sure. I'm very happy to have you here, and I appreciate um, you coming out. So I've talked a lot on the show in previous episodes about internet and screens and social media with kids and teens, and you know, there's there's so much today. You know, you could just never run out of oh. <laughs> of things to talk about. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, right. definitely. So um, I've talked a lot about that. I had a, a girl on who. Um, had a lot of cyberbullying and she attempted suicide and and she shared her story and she was actually in a documentary she she now happy to say is thriving and and right. and doing well and sharing her story and helping others and i had you know on um, dr burke on the last episode we talked about elect- electronic addiction have a lot of guests on so um Yours is a, a different kind of twist on the story, but I love that you you're going to share your story sure, in right. a minute. But um, and you have quite a story. And I, I was reading and I watched your TEDx, and you know my jaw was on the floor because I felt for you like I was trying to put myself in your shoes. And it's I'm like, I just I can't imagine. And it's very eye opening, even though you hear things like this. But to go wow, this is someone I'm going to meet, you know, and this happened to her. It was really, it was eye-opening. And, um, but really what I took away mostly from it was not what, you know, what happened and we'll get into that, but what you're doing now, you know, how you, you know, you overcame that. You're probably overcoming daily, I would imagine. Oh, sure. I hate to say like, oh, you're, you know, you're fine. I'm sure it's a daily some, some choice. Cyber torment, cyber cruelty, it, it becomes part of you. And as much as you are can rise above, and I believe everybody Mm -hmm. can rise above and survive it. It becomes part of you, and you learn from it, and you you develop insight from it that you never realized that you you could even have. I I love that you just didn't shrivel away and that you now are like, hey, I'm going to take this and do something good with it and help others. And you're speaking to high schools and colleges. and, (sighs) And so I want parents today to really listen to what you have to share and don't say, these things could never happen to my kid or to me. No or, one or is whatever. immune. No one is immune. Situation. And right. so, yeah. So, right. do you want to start just sure. by sharing what you want of your story? Right. You, okay. Well, you know, I always say, make it count. Everything that happens to you in your life, the good, the bad, uh, you know, make it count because we experience everything. I believe for a reason, and I know it sounds a little clicheish, but it, it is the truth. And so I found an opportunity to make a story of mine count that was, it almost uh, 
ended my life. I almost ended up taking my own life at my own hands. Uh, and it's what so many people, especially young people, end up doing. Because when you come under attack on that cell phone screen, on that laptop screen, it, it feels like the whole world, your whole world is closing in. And it's a type of torment I don't think even experts can quite understand. But when you've gone through it, uh, you, you absolutely do understand that when young people are being in any way harassed, humiliated, bullied online, there is a sense that there is no escape and that there never will be an escape. Right. And that, that you is are your world a successful forever. adult. So imagine right. what a kid, you know, or a oh, teenager right. so would be feeling. I mean, they're so vulnerable. Yeah. Well, so here's the deal with me. Uh, back in 2003, 2004, I just survived two life-threatening illnesses. And one was uh, uh, heart disease a couple years prior. Uh, I had a congenital birth defect, had no idea, ended up having open heart surgery. And then a couple years after that, I ended up developing a, a terrible lung disease that was uh, a mystery to doctors for about three or four months. I went uh, not knowing if I was going to live and running from running a marathon to a hospital bed, unable to speak a full sentence without breathing treatments to lung surgery in a matter of only a few weeks. And doctors saying, we don't know. We don't know. So it was terribly frightening. And I just want to give you an idea of my mindset. Uh, when when I was finally told I was going to survive, you know, I'd gone through basically a, a few years of thinking about death. And I was a young woman. I was in my in my 30s. And so finally, when the doctors say this experimental drug therapy, we put you on your only hope, it is working, your lungs are clearing out and you're going to survive. My husband and I decided we're going to go and we're going to celebrate. Definitely. <laughs> right? So we go to Key West, Florida, where we honeymooned uh, a year before. So we were also celebrating our one year anniversary. And we just like so many young people do, I, I got caught up in the moment and I cut loose in a way I would have never imagined. And it was just silliness. But pictures and video were recorded of me. And this was back before our cell phones. I was going to say that was before, anything. you know, right. everybody grabbed yes. their phone right. and, you know, But got the it foundation out. was there. The internet yes. was there. And uh, I, there were a couple of professional companies there from websites, and I had no idea. One was similar to Girls Gone Wild. I had no idea they were there. So you and left, went so back we to left, the hotel. So we left, yes. You know, okay, I, I, I knew yeah. I acted silly and yes. stupid, and I, I immediately I was remorseful about my own behavior and that I would let things get so out of hand. So my husband and I decided, well, okay, we feel bad about it. We're just going to leave it in Key West. So I get a terrible phone call about a year later on Christmas okay, Day. Okay, so a year has passed, and right. that's it. You're right. like, we forgot about it. It right. was just, Moving yeah, you on. got caught up there. You right. were celebrating, whatever, right. done. So much a year goes by, and then I receive this awful phone message on my uh, our answering machine on Christmas morning. Uh, and it was supposed to be such a special Christmas, too, because we were we just made it then, survived the lung mm -hmm. illness, and we had so much to celebrate. And uh, a woman in this most vile tone of voice says, um you prissy little B-word, this video of you everywhere, your days are over, have a very Merry Christmas, this is in part is what I, she I says. I cannot, I just cannot, because I heard that on the on your talk, and I just was like, that just stunned me. I mean, I know people are just, you know, can be horrendous, but right. I just thought, It was what? anonymous. I don't know who, who made that phone call. Does that person think, that? yeah, it's just... Yeah, right. and then to make it anonymously. It's right. like, you know, and just to on Christmas, and I don't know. I don't get it. So that was the day awful. my life changed forever. Uh, yeah, I went in the next day to my 
television anchor job in Youngstown, Ohio. And uh, I offered to quit because I thought if I just, if I got under the radar, then maybe this would just go away. And uh, my boss said, well, well, I know that this is out there, actually. We were trying to, we were hoping it didn't exist. But now that you're bringing it to our attention, we got to do something about it. So let's just take some time and try to figure out what to do about it. And then about a week or so later, he called me and he says, you got to go. Yeah, I want your resignation right now. So firing, forced resignation, whatever right, you want to call thing. it. Yeah. Right? And once that <laughs> happened, it became, oh. uh, it, it just, it became national news and I was getting invites from Good Morning America, from Oprah. Like, these are not, from, this is not the reason I want the invites right. from these shows. Okay. Thank you. Yes. Of course, in being in television journalism, I was hoping someday I would make it to one of those of big course. shows with a great breaking news story. Yeah. You not know? not about you for though, them. for this reason. Right. Yeah. For the most embarrassing moment oh, of my man. life. So, did you go on any? So I went shows? on Good Morning you America. Did. Yeah. And I was, uh, reluctantly, I, I did Inside Edition. Um, and it, it was awful and it just got worse and worse. You, did you think, obviously, like, well, I can kind of explain? Right. I thought I could. There were three reasons I, I, I did this. Number one was I wanted to apologize for this, my actions to the world. Number two was I wanted to at least explain my mindset from that night in Key West that I had just, you know, re- recovered from a lung disease or was, was on my way recovering. And also I could see even back then the alarm here about, our lack of privacy as our days were becoming more and more digital. Um, Again, there wasn't social media back there when I was in Key West, but even without social media, just that we had the internet and that the the digital reality was was really setting in. Yeah, look what it did without social media. So I thought this was also a good opportunity Mm -hmm. then sitting there with Diane Sawyer, my idol, telling her my awful story, but to also bring it to, to light about how we have no privacy and how everybody needs to be so careful. But then it it got worse after that. And I went what today we call viral. So it was the video and the pictures were spreading from website to website to website. And there were hundreds of oh comments gosh. coming in online about and me. You're looking at them all. I'm watching them yeah. all. And I have to say there were many kind ones Good. and supportive and saying, oh my gosh, if there was a camera rolling when I did this, you know, I would well, be hiding under thing. a rock. Well, I was going to say, you know, so many, everyone can think of something, you know, that we're oh, like, yeah. oh, I'm glad there was no camera, you know, right. it just happened to be we, there was. We all make yeah. mistakes. Yes. And uh, people were saying, you know, you're, you're ugly, you're stupid, you really have no reason to live anymore, you should just go and go away, never, don't let anyone ever get out of your, forget your business. You're never going to be in broadcasting again. And those were the ones that I heard. And those were the ones that I dwelled on. And those were the ones that sent me to the point of thinking, I am never going to survive this. And I, my only escape, especially even at our home, people were driving by honking and yelling terrible oh, things wow. out the window. And being me being in public, many times I, I had kids hooting and hollering. One time I went for a run to try to escape it and guys drove by in a pickup truck. I'll never forget it because I was so scared. And they kept driving back and forth and I was in a park area and I had nowhere to go. And they were yelling horrible things out the window. And uh, so I had, again, no escape. It was coming at me online. It was coming at me in in real life. By your home and everything. So my escape then, as I say in my TED talk, was in that bottom drawer. Uh, in our kitchen where we kept leftover prescription pain meds from previous surgeries. Uh, That would be my way out. And that's where I found my most comfort was to 
keep my eye on that drawer. Uh, Luckily, faith, family, and friends to the rescue. And one choice at a time, I I found my way out and I found my inner strength and, uh, and we decided to fight back. Uh, and three federal lawsuits later. I was going to say, fight back you did because... We did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and uh, it was amazing because the first lawsuit, I got copyright ownership to all of those images from QS, which finally gave me legal means to stop the mm-hmm. dissemination and get as much of it down as, as possible. And then the third lawsuit happened to be uh, against, of all people, Larry Flint and Hustler Magazine. Oh, surprise, surprise. When they decided to violate my copyright and they used one of my pictures in their magazine. So it the whole thing was so incredibly surreal. Uh, wow. And, you know, it, it, it is life-changing, absolutely. In the middle of it all, WOIO in Cleveland, uh, the news director there, he, he gave me a second chance. And he, he said, I just I saw something in you as you were fighting your way back, and let's just try. And so I got back to work, and I worked harder than I'd ever worked in my life, trying to prove that I was more right, than this one mistake. How, what and, was the response like then going back? You know, people, for the most part, were great. Good. But there's always yeah. the, the naysayers and, and the cruelty. And, of course. You know, the, did you seek that out? Like, did you... Like kind of look. I want to see what people are saying about me because now there were there were there was more things online, right? At that point, however many years that was after, like maybe more access to seeing even more comments. Oh, right. Did you kind of seek that out? I'm just curious. Like, I want to see what people are saying, or did you stay away? It's hard. It would it's, be super it's hard, hard to do. To stay away. And, <laughs> yeah. and that's a big problem yeah. with the kids who suffer Definitely. today. It's hard to stay away. There's something that pulls you because you want to you want to know that maybe people are saying good things, but if they're saying bad, you also want to know, know what, what is know. it. Yeah. And there's no reason to know. No. There really is no reason to no. know. But uh, I did get to a point where I did blind myself to, okay. to to watching those because it does nothing but damage. And it's really not representative of, of what the whole world is thinking and the whole world is doing, but it feels like it's everything. And that's a big point I try to make is what you see there. Then when the cruelty is coming at you, it's not really representative of what the whole world out there thinks of you or, or, you know, that more people care about you than, than you know. So, so as I worked my way back, then it was 13 years full-time working at, at WOIO, uh, working my way up to, um, to back to the anchor set. And, but there was always something aching inside of me. Uh, when I was in the worst, uh, the darkest times, when I really did feel that I was going to resort to that drawer, um, I remember going for a run and falling to the ground and promising God, if I could survive this, I would find a way to make it count. So as I got my way back to to the you know to anchoring, I thought, how am I going to make that? promise come true. And then, uh, you know, getting into 2015, 2016, I'm reading more and more stories about young people killing themselves because they're they're humiliated for some reason online, whether they brought it on themselves or whether they are just for some reason the target, right, target. Of, of online yeah. cruelty. And yeah. I kept thinking if I could just, if I could have just gotten to those kids yeah. and, and made them understand that this is survivable. There is life on the other side, and it could be a great life, and you could be so much stronger, more empathetic. And, uh, you know, challenge is really a good thing for us. And if they could just see that this too shall pass, maybe it could have been life-saving. So as I went on uh, and and 
and my career path started to change a little bit. And I, I had this book that I'd been working on. Uh, and my contract came up. I'm like, I want to do something now that to make this story count. So this is my focus now. And my book, hopefully it'll be out early next year. <laughs> uh, but I realized I could actually, after I did the, the TEDx talk, I could bring my message into schools and to colleges and even the corporate level. Uh, when I when I bring it to the corporate level, definitely they're thinking about I mean, about you're this. like this. I was a professional, right? You know, successful professional. This happened to me. Yeah, and, so and people will levels. think, well, you know, I don't have any kind of Key West naked nightmare that you're talking about, <laughs> but it doesn't have to be that. It I always say it could be something as seemingly innocuous as having a meltdown on your kids in the grocery store. If someone's recording that, you know what that could look like. You know, uh, being. Uh, rude to some your to a store clerk or to someone who's waiting on you fighting with a flight attendant it wasn't very long ago that there was a woman who she was an executive and she was on a flight and she was not happy that she had to sit next to a baby so she just she just tore into the the flight attendant and someone recorded that. yeah I bet everybody got their phone everybody that's the first thing everyone does get your phone it's out the first yeah. thing everyone yes. does we're all we're, mm-hmm. we are you know, all out there, we are yes. um, all vulnerable to that happening. And that woman ended up losing her job. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the video of her having that tantrum on the flight attendant uh, went, went viral. So it could happen to anybody. And think about when you're driving and that little bit of road rage just gets the best of you. you know, and someone's recording that. You just never know. So I always right. say there's just so little room for that. What was I right. thinking? And, and like what I are they? Had? What gets put out there from what's recorded too? The worst snippet. Oh, absolutely. You know, so it's not it always could it's be taken right. Out of context. There could be more to the story. Usually, you know, misinterpreted, like yeah, misrepresented. So we just want the, the dirt, the snippet. That's you know the dirt. Then that that's what goes viral. So often, what 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 yeah. looks the worst? So yes. anybody is. It, you know, again, vulnerable to, to this happening to them. And we think we're not. But I remember not long ago, I was I was turning in a rental car and I had to catch a flight and the, the rental car company was acting awful. And I'm thinking, keep your cool, keep your cool. You're like, I'm not doing know, this again. Right. Uh, I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. just keep, keep clean language. Yeah. You know, there's a camera watching you. You just don't know. And right. we all have those moments where something gets the best of us. And right. So that's uh, that's my one of my messages. So that goes with the kids too. Then you know, think about when when you're being not so nice to to a classmate, when you're involved in underage drinking, when you're going to pull a prank on someone, when you're going to put post a picture that's to do it just to embarrass somebody. Right. You know, th- then you're going to be seen as a bully right. yourself. And we want them to like to stay away from you know to refrain from doing those things because. It's not right, right. But if the but maybe they're not there yet. So at least if they stay away from doing those things because they think they're going to get caught or seen, that's a start. You know what I mean? Yes. And right. And they need to realize that you know everybody in high school thinks they're invincible and nothing's going to happen to me. It always happens oh, to other person. Too. Everybody. And so you know we we did. I thought the same. So you they need to realize though that right. Like I mean I've seen so many even stories of young kids, high school kids where they made a mistake, you know, yes. something, and then it's the same thing. But now, oh man, you know, they're like not ruined because you can, you're testament to that, that they're not, but 
they're going to, they're having a real hard time and they're going through yes. some of the same feelings that you, you know, felt. And, uh, you know, they're having maybe their, their college is, you know, finding out about these things. Like exactly. there's just so many dominoes, you know, the right. domino effect. So the, the like that. presentation that I bring to, to, to schools, to, to high schools and, and to colleges is a digital danger forever and for all to see. And that is such key information is to understand that it is out there forever and it is out there for all to see. And even though I own the copyrights to the pictures and video of me and I can take down as much as I come across and I have people who are always watching the internet to see Good. when someone's violating my uh, copyright, but there are obscure websites and there are deep, dark websites yes. that you cannot get to them. So I have to come to terms with the fact that these are always going to be out there for me. And as, as long as you can come to terms with that, and understand also, uh, you know, that the next big thing, viral thing is going to happen. So what's happening with you is going to become something that's just passed and no one really sure. pays much attention to. However, when you're going to seek employment or when mm. you're trying to get into that Ivy League college, you have to understand also that that could come back and haunt you. So five digital, dan digital dangers that I take to to the the kids. Uh, number one is this myth that there's anything that's private online, and it's just the opposite. Right. They know, think, well, my, my profile's private, or yeah. I have this private, or I sent the, the picture disappears after like two seconds, or and whatever. They think all these things is like, yes. no, that's not true at all. And you can hit delete all you want. And yes. on the surface, maybe it's not there. But it's there. But deep right. in cyberspace, it is all there, there, anything digital. And then the screenshots. Just, oh, yeah. They changed the game when it comes to if we had anything that remotely resembled privacy with our with our social media. We don't no. anymore. And when someone comes across something that they think is funny on a private Facebook page and they want to share it with others, all they have to do is screenshot it. Just screenshot yeah. it. That's right. It's, That's what I tell my daughter, you know, because she'll with like Snapchat and stuff. And she knows, you know, I, we've talked about this when she first got it, you know, that, well, the pictures go away, this, that, and I'm like, they don't. And someone can just screenshot whatever they want. So, you know, because I'll see some things, like, from other kids, and I think, ah, they're kind of on a slippery slope here. You know, they sure. might not want to be posting those things oh, yeah. or, you know, they, they want their things to be public because they want all these followers. And it's like, oh, it's oh, like the shock no. value sometimes. Right. They're going for the shock yes, value. Yes, definitely. And they forget about the long-term Right. Uh, they think if I post some photos like this or whatever, I will get more followers mm -hmm. and it's going to get passed around. It's right. like, yeah, but that's not what you're really going right. to really want. And college admission staff, yes. they will be following They're you too. They're seeing as well. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. And so will that dream job yes. uh, employer definitely. see that as well. Definitely. So digital danger number two is the, the uh, cameras that we can control. Uh, and so that, that comes back down to the selfie always. And I'm always, um, preaching a healthy, happy selfie. And, and so it, it just as it sounds happy, only put anything out there. Mm -hmm. That's happy. That's good. You put something bad out there and it's going to come back and haunt you. And healthy means take inventory of everything going on in that picture, not just the selfie picture, but also any kind of pictures that you allow to be taken that you're part of. Make sure you know what you're doing in that picture, that it can't be misinterpreted or misrepresented. Right. That's right, because you may not post it, but somebody, you may be with friends and somebody else takes a photo of you and it may even give off the impression that something else was going on, you know, and right. they're posting it. And right. so, and you can't do anything about that. Yeah. So take inventory of what's going on yes. in the background, take yes. inventory of what other people are doing in, in the picture and decide if you want to be in that picture or not. So 
I've heard other people say pause before you post. So those are things we can control. And there's also something to consider what we can't control. Digital danger number three is the pictures and posts and all that that we can't control. So again, as you were talking, you never know when someone is recording you or taking a picture of you. And I I talk about the story when my husband and I were in Nashville. I talk about this on my, my TEDx talk came across these two young women and they were sisters and they were just of drinking age and one was drinking a lot and she just starts dancing wildly on the sidewalk in front of us lewd gestures profanity a, quite a show where people were kind of you know circling around just to watch them be crazy and I thought back to my moment in Key West in a bit of a panic I turned to the, the more sober sister and I said you got your hands full And before I could say another word, the dancing crazy sister, she stops and she snaps at me and she says, you only live once. Arm in arm, they go on their way down the sidewalk, as do some of those cell phones pointed in their direction. And you know what people are going to do with those pictures and that video that they're taking. They're going to say, hey, look at the crazy time that happens in Nashville. Look at these two girls. And it's such a small world, and you oh, just never know. Oh, it'll get circled know. back, and that's, it'll, someone will tag her on it. Or the, right. Oh, I know who that is. Yes, that's, exactly. Yes, definitely. So the the pictures and the posts and the cameras and everything that we we can't control to always be mindful of everything you're doing in public and understanding that you are pretty much always on camera. Because even the surveillance video, there's no regulation behind surveillance videos. So if someone who's controlling a surveillance camera, say at a store, and they saw, see something crazy happen on a sidewalk... And, you know, a girl's skirt blows up or there's whatever. If they think that social media gold, there's nothing holding them back from using it. So That's crazy. Yeah, that's are, something to think you, about. Yeah. yeah as soon as yeah. you walk out of your house, you are on camera. Uh, digital danger number three or number four, excuse me, it's the written word. You know, people don't, they think that the words aren't nearly as effective as 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 pictures and video, but that's not always the case. You know, people put out um, words that will come back to haunt them for sure. I worked with uh, a a young man who he had a really bad day at work and it was supposed to be a spectacular day at work. And he posted on Facebook, I'll never forget uh, those who ruined what should have been such a great day for me, something like this, hashtag revenge. Oh dear. So (laughs) he was fired. Yeah. And, And he has not been able to get work since. And I know him and I know he doesn't really mean that he's going to hurt anybody, but when he when you do that, it's out there forever yes. and for all to see. He did not pause before he posted. Right. Like you said, but you're right because I see things like that all the time on social media like why did they put this on here? Or they're mm. like, they're mad at somebody and they right. share it or so. It's just, it's, it's never going to look good. Yeah. It just doesn't look good. That's right. It's like, maybe you should just call them privately or something right. instead of putting it on here. Then everyone chimes in and, yes. you know, making all these comments, you know, and we were just talking um, before you got here, like that, you know, some of the neighborhood um, pages, things like that, mm-hmm. you know, people will say, you know, oh, you know, so-and-so, you know, this and that, you know, about their neighbors oh, yes. or complaining and this and then people make comments instead of just talking to them face-to-face. But sometimes those can get kind of ugly. You're playing with fire. Yes. And you're yeah. thinking, don't, this is not really what, right. uh, you should Absolutely. be doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. There was that famous case of Justine Seiko. I think this was in 2005 when Twitter first came out. Um, and she was a young woman. She was a rising star in the public relations world. Her career was just on fire, fantastic. And she was boarding a plane to go on a vacation to Africa. And she, before she left, she tweeted, uh, going to Africa, hope I don't get AIDS. Oh, I don't have to worry about that. I'm white. Oh. And so you can only imagine 
uh, what happened to her when she landed. Yes. Her Twitter account was blowing up. People were at the airport. They wanted to hurt her. And it, it ends up, she posted that being facetious, being sarcastic, um, basically making fun of people who would believe something so absurd. Right. But there's no but, tone of voice. Mm-hmm. Luckily, the, the emojis help us out a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little days. bit. But right, they right. can't see your facial expressions, right. can't hear your tone of voice. Yes. So can't, you know, don't know if, you know, she's, yeah, being facetious. You know, right. it's like, which, you which know, she, she's, was. she was. She, she said she was. She said least. she was, right. But then it's just, it's too late kind of then. She lost <laughs> her job immediately. Uh, she had to go into hiding and it's only recently that she's been able to come out of hiding and actually get low-profile employment somewhere. So just that one little mistake, one you know, and she just thought it was funny yeah. and and that it was making a point. Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It, it made a point of how very careful yes. we need to be. Very and then careful. real quickly, Digital yes. Angel number five. five is calling out or shaming anyone for anything and that kind of blends into the, the rest of our, the digital dangers um it will come across as bullying and it's yes. it's it's only awful <laughs> you know it's only going to come back and be awful for you and you we might see something that we think is is wrong and so we'll teach them then we'll put it up on cyberspace and it's it, chances are it's going to come back and haunt you and you're going to be a bully. There was a case where a man was very upset with a fast food restaurant in his little community, and he was very proud of his community, and he wanted it to be better, and he wanted service to improve. So he decides he's going to go in and record on his cell phone the whole transaction as he's ordering his food, and the service was terrible. He documented that, and then he called out the, the young woman who was waiting on him, telling her how awful this service was and how disappointed how it needs to change. And then he posts that. So as much as his intention was to call out bad service and to make a difference that he thinks would be better for his community, he was seen as a bully. I was going to say he's the one that Absolutely. Looked bad he looked yeah. bad. And he had to leave. He had to move oh, because, man. again, he was coming under attack. Right. Uh, you know, and as awful as this bullying epidemic is we have in our country, I am heartened by the fact that when someone is seen as a bully, they're going to get that is, is going to what yeah. goes around comes that around. That is definitely true. That is definitely true. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsor. I want to talk to you when we come back about some of your reactions when you've sure. um, done spoken at some schools and things like that yes, from absolutely. kids and parents. Okay, Gladly. we'll be right back. For the one in five children who have learning differences like dyslexia and attention deficits like ADHD, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their potential. Serving students in grades K through 12 from more than 80 communities throughout Northeast Ohio, Lawrence School empowers students who learn differently by accepting and affirming the diverse ways they learn, supporting them through their academic journey, and motivating them to excel beyond what they would believe imaginable. The result of these approaches is that students who previously struggled in the classroom are suddenly engaged, motivated, and confident in their ability to be successful learners. Discover the many ways we are reimagining school at www.lawrenceschool.org or by calling 440-526-0717. Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. Okay, and we're back talking with um, Catherine Bosley. Thank you so much. And you just shared your five digital dangers. And I think that... You know, those are really important. I hope that the parents that are listening really take those to heart. And I think what really needs to happen is they really need to discuss those with their kids. Sure. Have those conversations constantly. It's a constant conversation. You know, talk about those five digital dangers. Make the kids understand that this 
this is real. Right. And this is not just something that could happen to somebody else or it's not, oh, mom, it's not a big deal. That's never, you know, no, no, this, these are real things that you need to be aware of and check, be checking their social media and and things that they're posting and make sure that it doesn't look like they're kind of, ah, you know, these are kind of questionable and and maybe why or talk to them about it or things that you might see that some of their friends post, have those conversations constantly. Let me interject something real quickly here because one of the main reasons a lot of the schools want me in there is because they want to address the the nude pictures that kids are sending around to each other. Again, trying, they're trying to be cool. There's shock value and all this. And this seems to be a a way of life when it comes into the the dating world for, for young people. It's weird because it's not like a big deal now to a lot of kids to send those. It's like, that's no big deal. It's like, what do you mean? That's no big deal. (laughs) And here's the, the, the thing is that, of course, the obvious issues with right the problem the problems with this, but it's also it's illegal. Uh, mm-hmm. So for kids, uh, you know, under eighteen years old, it is illegal to possess a picture. Right, even if you didn't, if somebody sent it to you, right now you, you have, have what's it. technically so, child right. porn. You can't and have so that. Kids sending it to kids, and they all could end up being charged. Right. Criminally. I mean, right. it, it is a big problem. So not only uh, as they go on with life, uh, could these the naked pictures pop be there forever up. and for mm-hmm. all to see so well, you know, their their arrest record yeah. for it or having to do, do juvenile time or, or whatever. You're right. And if they right. think that, you know, you sent it, you send this to your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever it may be, mm-hmm. whatever, and you think that it's not going to get passed around, right. you're crazy. You're crazy. You're crazy. You're just crazy because it's going to happen. You're going to break up. You there's, know what I mean? There's Something's no safe gonna happen. It's going to happen. So, the you know, yeah, the kids just seem to realize. And so I think that um, I'm glad, so glad and thankful that you're going into schools and talking about that and saying like, look, it is going to happen. Look what happened, you know, right. to me before even, yes. you know, this, the phone, you know, it's a fast, you know, share with the phone and yes. all that and the social media and, um, you know, sharing your digital dangers and the kids really need to, to understand those. And, and I've talked before that there are a lot of positives with social media and oh, with, there are. you know, internet, all that. So it's not all bad, but there, there are a lot of dangers right. that you just need to be aware. Parents just need to be aware and talk to their kids, monitor what's going on. What are some of the reactions you get, you know, when you go to high schools, for example? Oh, wonderful. I, if, from the teaching staff, first of all, because uh, and one teacher actually wrote to me afterwards and she said, you saved a life today. Do you understand wow. that? Um, and that I think that comes from first, you know, making sure that the kids know how to be careful, but also making the kids understand if they go through this. There's a second part of my my speech uh, that you can rise above it. And so I think uh, that that really resonates. I can see a lot of kids sitting in the audience, you know, I would imagine and saying, who have been, you know, cyberbullied and all those kind of things or something's been shared that they didn't want. And then they they think there's no hope. Right. And then they hear you and yes. go, wow, if she could there is, right. if she could get over, not like I said, not get over because it's a daily, but yeah. if she but rise can above overcome, it. rise above, mm-hmm. and she's doing this now, then there's hope for me. Right. And I explain what I call my PACT formula. So P-A-C-T as an acronym. P is for your people. Uh it, Whenever you're feeling shamed, embarrassed, humiliated, attacked online, you got even in person, honestly, even if it's not online, you got to turn to your people. You know, so often kids, because when it's happening to them, they retract and they're embarrassed, so they go and they're hiding in their bedrooms and they they're uh, they're just watching it all come at them, and they don't turn to family members or yeah, even they don't just want, one want to person, know. right? Yeah. 
Um, so you got you. This is when you need your army, however big or small that might be. The people who are behind you and who love you. So I, I push to the kids. You got to turn to your people. Uh, a is for abandon, which means abandon the abandon the haters and the temptations online and off. So close that computer when you see say, that. Just, yeah, or just maybe they get just off shut the it down media. for a while right. or whatever that go, is their account. Go spend some time with some friends. Go find another hobby. You it, you got to get away from it because the more you watch this happening online, the more cruelty comes at you, the bigger it's going to feel. So abandon. C is connect with professionals who have a grip on Great this. point. Like right. myself. Right. Uh, CatherineBosley.com. I always welcome you to CatherineBosley.com because I do um, correspond often with people who, nice. are, who are emailing me. But connect with professionals, connect with counselors, connect with police, connect with a lawyer. Uh, there's there's so many resources out there now to help uh, remedy this or, or at least help people get through it, which wasn't there when, when it, I went through it. In fact, I went to see a psychologist because my parents were so scared and my, my husband oh. that I was going to take my own life. Um, and the, she just kind of looked at me. She goes, well, I just did this analytical study on you you know it's one of those personality tests and it comes out that you know you're you're paranoid I'm like, so that's paranoid. what I dealt with yeah she says I mean the questions were are people talking about you yes, yes. are people <laughs> are people watching you yes are people saying mean things about you yes I mean those are all yes like, answers but I'm not paranoid, but I'm not paranoid. it's actually happening lady <laughs> but that was the only solution <laughs> right. they had back right. then and uh, now it's so different now yeah. we're able to basically at least uh diagnose and yes. see what's going professionals, on professionals at least now hopefully realize it is a real thing right and it does it is happening and no one's right. being paranoid or you right. know things like that so yeah right. they can get help so that's c connect Good. and then t is for this too shall pass mm, honestly like, like anything in life yeah. you know we go through hardships and we think this will never this will end our lives or life is over yes. with this especially when but you're younger this, you know especially you when think, you're right? younger. and you had to feel that with oh, rightly yeah. so i mean Absolutely. I think, you know, anyone would have thought that. But, yeah, when you're in high school, even something, you know, not as big, you know, you do. You think, like, how oh, am I never going to get right. over this or through this? Or Things don't have to it. go viral right. globally for right. it to affect you and cause you such grief. All it has to do is go viral in your own world. Just in your world, right? in your school, in your classroom, in your right. circle of friends, whatever it is. And kids think... That's it. You know, yes. I have, there's no hope. Right. So, but, but that, and that's, yeah. that's so wrong and that's so um, scary that they would think that. And I, I think if you ask me, I mean, there's so many missions I have here, so many sub themes that I have, but if there's one thing I really want to get through to, especially the kids, but anybody who feels, you know, their, their life is over because it hurts so bad is this too shall pass. And again, as we grow older, we realize that, yeah, this will be a yesterday sometime, this right. thing that I'm going through. So that's, that, that's just such an important so message. I'm so glad that you, I, I mean, you're, you're super brave, you're super oh, inspiring you. <laughs> and, you know, courageous really, because I, I do think, you know, you said, obviously there was that dark time where you kind of didn't, didn't come out of your house it, and you right. looked at that drawer and but um, unfortunately I mean you know there are a lot of people that don't they you know, can't really understand how how right what's a torment right is. and they're and not rising above that you know but you were able to do it, it. you know right. you were able to do it and each day probably there are still I would imagine some days where you're like you know, maybe it affects you in a different way sure. or sometimes you're it seems like you're going fine the day and it you know it might hit oh, you yeah. for some reason so right. but you've chosen to you know you said each day is a choice and you're you're choosing to do that and you're not only that 
but you're you're helping. You really are helping so many others. I love that you're going and, and doing all these talks and you're speaking, especially at the schools, because there are so many kids, and I know that they probably come up to you afterwards. Oh, they do. A lot of them. We do selfies. Yeah, we oh, do. Perfect. We do like, happy, healthy, healthy selfies. selfies. Yes, happy, but that, healthy that selfies. Say to you, you know, or maybe message you or email you or whatever right. it is that you really did help them, and 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 it's just so needed. And I know that you're. I know that you're really helping and I know that these girls and uh, guys too but I know that these girls probably look at you and think wow you know she's pretty cool and if she can you know rise above that and look at her now you know then then there's hope for me so if there's any I way I could help them I, I, I so yeah, yeah. I so enjoy it. and I love I love dealing with the kids you know yeah. I'm thinking well maybe education should have been yeah, no. <laughs> the track that I because I, I do love dealing with yeah. with the kids and when they do come up to me and I've had a few come up to me in tears oh yeah uh, I'm sure and and um and it's great to know that I'm doing finally what I wanted to do while I was sitting on that news set. And I knew that these kids were taking their own lives. Maybe I am, you know, able to reach yes. one or two. Just yeah, I'm sure just, you're reaching more than that. So I, I really thank you so much. And I, I loved having you on. I really appreciate you taking the time and sharing sharing that with me and with the listeners. How can they, how can we find you Find your talk, your TEDx talk, get right. a hold of you, all that. TEDx, TEDx talk, all you have to do is Google Catherine yeah. Bosley. And I think the parents should watch that with their kids. Oh, yes. Definitely. Because I, I was so. when I was watching it, I'm like, I'm gonna watch this with, you know, with my right. older kids. For and it's sure. a very emotional. It's emotional yeah. for me to give, and I watch people watch it and I watch the emotion that comes over. So and a very eye-opening too. It tells my story in 15 minutes, um, but that's really important. So yeah, look up, look up Catherine Bosley, common spelling, C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, Bosley as in Tom Bosley and my TEDx and CatherineBosley.com where you can find me where I come and I speak at schools, colleges, uh, employee events for corporations, because not only am I getting a message through that I think could help people individually, but it would also help a company because everything you do online is not only reflective of you, but also of your family and of your the people that you work for. So it really is important on the corporate level too, to let employees know that everything that they're doing online can come back and affect your, your work here and our, the name of our company and so forth. So it, it's amazing the different levels that I, that I can bring this to. So CatherineBosley.com, I'm also on pretty much all social media, and I and I love communicating <laughs> with everybody. So you can find me on on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, and on on LinkedIn. And look for, look out for your book that's coming. Look for my yeah, book, yes, for sure. Called the Bear right. Facts. Yes. yes, and you'll have that on social media. I'm sure when that's ready right. To oh go. Yes. yes, we'll be so going we'll crazy with that. that. Yeah. But uh, and I encourage superintendents, principals, please reach out to me. I have a fantastic program with the kids. It's interactive. It's energy. It's fun. We have a lot of laughs while still getting a, a across a very, very serious message. Kids don't want to be lectured to anymore. They don't want to hear this. But when you get in there and you share your story and you share other examples and you have fun with the kids, it really, I believe, it really does hit oh, home I'm to them. Oh, I'm sure. So, I can just picture, you know, and I've worked with high schoolers forever that I'm sure they're all listening Yes. When you're talking, you know, they're you know, watching them I, they on don't the feel lectured at, and I'm sure they're all like, "What? Yeah, yeah right. they want to hear." And, and they, I, I'm certain that you have all of their attention. Yes. So, so yes, I encourage. Yes. Please get. I am Absolutely. reaching out. I'm reaching out to to principals everywhere Great. as well. But um, please, if if you're hearing this and you think you'd like to bring it to your school, please uh, reach out to me again, CatherineBosley.com. Com. Great. Thank you, and thank you so much again. For My being pleasure. Here. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much. This episode has been sponsored by Lawrence School, where great minds don't think alike. For the one in five children who have 
learning differences and attention deficits, Lawrence School is a transformative place that removes barriers to learning and unleashes their true potential. Discover more at lawrenceschool.org. Thank you for listening to Apparently Speaking. Listen and subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, and iHeartRadio. Find the podcast and much more at northeastohioparent.com. Like Apparently Speaking on Facebook and email me at podcast at northeastohioparent.com.